Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. All right, I hope you're ready. I'm not going to speak a whole lot today. I'm certainly not going to preach today, but I do want to do some teaching today. I'm telling you, if you came, you're supposed to be here. And if you're supposed to be here, that means that God's got something for you. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we pre- prepare our hearts right now to receive the word of the Lord. God, we thank you for your word that goes out. Turn void, but it hits the mark all the time. God, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us and change us from the inside out in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. John chapter 10, verse 3, this is our key scripture that we've been taking a look at. It says this, and it's talking about the shepherd, which is Jesus, right? And it's talking about the sheep. Who are the sheep? We are. We're a bunch of sheep. Amen. Bunch of sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. I want you to know this this morning, that God knows your name, and he will lead you out, and he will lead you through life. When he has brought them all out, when he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. Somebody say that. They'll never follow a stranger. I want you to know this, that there's many voices And some of those voices are the voice of the stranger, but the sheep that belong to Jesus will never follow a stranger. Say that one more time. They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. I want you to know this this morning, that God is calling you to turn off the other voices and lean into the voice of God. You need to turn off the other voices. One of the reasons why I believe that one of the biggest questions that I'm ever asked is how do I know if God's speaking to me? It's because you've got too many voices that you're tuned into. You've got too many things. You've got too many distractions that you're, that you're listening to. And I'm just telling you this. One of the ways that you'll know when God is speaking is when you begin to shut down and turn off all the other voices in your life. I, want to, I could just preach right now, but I'm not going to because I ain't got the energy. But I'm telling you that sometimes we are all too often interested in what mom interested in what mom thinks and what dad thinks and what my sister thinks and what friend thinks and what this. And then if we don't like what, what we, we, we would recognize as to what good advice, good counsel a word from God or, or some counsel from a pastor or a leader, if we don't like that, then we turn off that voice and we collect to ourselves the voice that's going to make us feel good about where we are. And I'm, telling, and I'm telling you, this is a big problem in the world that we live in today. And it's a big problem in the church too. Nobody wants to be told no. Nobody wants to be told that, hey, listen, that's not a good idea. That is not... And it doesn't matter if the voice comes directly from God, if it's difficult to hear. Come on, we will shut down the voice of God and we'll lean into the voice 
that's making us feel good about what it is that, you know, that we find ourselves in the middle of. And I'm just telling you, you need to shut off the voices that are not the voice of God, and you need to lean into what it is that he's saying. Man, I've heard some people say crazy things about what God has told them. I have heard on, uh, over, over, over 20 times in my ministry, I've heard, I've heard both men and women tell me, God told me to leave my husband. God told me to leave my wife. And, and this is how it looks. And I'm telling you, this is how it looks. And it looks like this nine times out of ten. Well, you know, when we got together, we weren't even and, and you know, when we got together, like, like we didn't do anything right. And I'm just telling you, listen, did you marry that woman? Yes. Did you marry that man? Yes. Then God has called you. Come on to be with that woman and that man. I don't care how it started and how many of you know that whatever you, whatever you give to him, come on, he will come into the middle of and he will bless. Right? I'm telling you what, I have heard some crazy things, crazy things that absolutely contradict exactly what the word of God says. But they'll say, no, 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 I heard, I heard from God. And I'll take them to the scripture. Well, what does it say right here? Well, I, don't, I can't explain, but I just know that God told me. Like, they, they're not even interest, a bit interested in counsel and wisdom because they've shut off the voice of the Lord. I'm telling you, you need to lean in in this day to what it is that God's saying. So the, the title of my message today is simply called this, The Still Small Voice. The Still Small Voice. We're going to talk about why God speaks, and we're going to talk about how God speaks I'm going to share with you a few things as to why God speaks first, and then we're going to talk about how God speaks. Some teach today, and there's even a lot of Christians that believe that God stopped speaking. Like, like the only way that he speaks to people is in and through his word. And as far as to say that that is probably the best way that he speaks I will say this, that it's not the only way that he speaks. He continues to speak Come on to his people today. Now listen, because there are people that it, we live in a day and a time where everybody throws around, God said this, and God said that, and God said this, and God said that. Like one way that you can absolutely, absolutely check to see if God really said it is you better be going back to your word. Because if what you say God said contradicts what his word said, what you think God said, God didn't say. Right? And so it's a, great, it's a great litmus test to say, man, is this really God's voice or am I speaking or listening to another? And so he still speaks to get today. He speaks through his word, but he speaks through a lot of different ways. And I want you to know this, that the God, listen, this is powerful. The God, uh, God is not always the God represented by a church or religion. Listen to me. God is not always the God that is represented by a church or religion. What I'm saying is, is a church can misrepresent who God is and make God something that he's not. And so this can be tricky because sometimes you can be raised up in a certain you know, in a certain church or in a certain religion or in a certain family that has just strange ideas about who God is. And you've been raised since you were knee high, ankle high, that this is who God is. And then all of a sudden, this happened to me, like all of a sudden I get to reading my own Bible 
When I'm, when I'm you know, 25 years old, I, I start studying the scriptures for myself. And I start seeing that some of the things that I had been raised and taught about God were very different than what I was finding in his word. So I'm saying that God is not always the God that's represented by a certain church or by a religion. And so it's very important that you don't come to this church and just take verbatim everything that's spoken from this pulpit here. Listen, we're our dead level best and we don't want to lead anybody astray. But you better have a personal relationship with Jesus yourself. With his word yourself. Right? Well, you know, you know, how many times have you heard, it's like, well, the Bible says this, or the Bible says that, and then you're asking them, well, show me where it says that in the Bible. Well, I don't know where it's at, but it's, it's just there. It's just there. It's not there. I just don't know. It's just, you understand what I'm saying? And so we've got to know. We've got to know. And I want you to know this, that God wants you to know. He wants you to know him through his word. So there's three reasons as to why God speaks to us. Number one is this. God speaks to make a way for friendship. God wants to be your friend. He wants to facilitate friendship with you. And he does that in and through communication. You can't have any kind of a deep relationship without communication. Communication is two, spark, two parts. It's both speaking and listening. And it's, it's understanding. It's growing you know, together. There's an old song that we used to sing, I am a friend of God. I'm not going to sing it because I've got a whole lot of bass going on right now and I can't even hear what I'm saying. I'm in a tunnel right now. But I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. How wild is that? That the God of the universe, the God has created everything, calls me friend. Why would he want to be my friend? I don't know, but I'm sure glad he does. I don't know why he would want to be my friend, but I'm grateful that he does want to be my friend. Amen? I'm thankful that he cares about me, that his eye is upon me, that I'm more important than the sparrow that he sees fall from the sky. Right? He knows the number of hairs that are on my head. He calls me friend. Exodus chapter 33 and 11 says this, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a friend speaks to another friend. And a lot of people struggle with this idea of friendship. You know what? There's a lot of people that don't feel like a friend of God. And a lot of the times, this shows up whenever they begin to pray. You can tell somebody that has an intimacy with the Lord, has some, some relationship with the Lord. You know, one of the ways that you can tell is how they pray. How they pray. Sometimes people, people pray, you know what I mean, to God, not like Moses not, not as a friend speaks to another, but they pray to God and there's a whole lot of work that goes into it. There's a whole lot of try. You know, there's a lot of words that are waxing cold. There's a, there, the, people change the way that they talk when they begin to talk to God. Did you know this, that God's, that God's not from England? He, he's not from England. You know, there was, a, there, was a, there, there was one of our great politicians that was in the news recently that went to France and, and foolishly tried to speak French accent. It's the craziest, strangest thing that... It's weird. And so when you try to talk God in, in, a, voice, in a voice that is not your own voice, it's weird. It's strange. And it shows... 
no personal relation, personal relationship there. And I'm just telling you, one of the greatest things that you can learn to do is to learn how to communicate and talk with God. And guess what? You don't have to just when, when, with, with him with, with him when there's issues, when there's troubles, when when people are sick or or marriages or people are crying or crying out and they're desperate. That's not you know what's a beautiful thing is to just get up in the morning and maybe maybe you know maybe go for a walk and and talk to him about the simple things. Wow, Lord, what a, what an incredible sunrise that you're giving me this morning. Or or man, I just the uh, you know the you know the the frost is kind of on the you know on that drive to work. The frost. If you haven't seen it yet, well enough. One of the great one of the greatest things that I love about here is living here is the wheel lines. Whenever they freeze, and, and it's just it's just beautiful. And there might be a little bit of fog and a little bit of mist, and yeah, the sun's kind of kind of breaking breaking. Come on, this is a, one of the coolest things of living out here in Idaho, driving through some farm country and, and just saying, Lord, thank you, God. Thank you for this picture, beautiful picture that you've created just for me on my, on my drive into work this morning. You know what I'm saying? But just really bringing God into your day-to-day life with day-to-day conversation. You don't just have to talk to him when there's needy things in your life and important things. Number two things. Number two is this. God speaks to guide us and to direct us. He wants to guide you and direct you. And I'm telling you, we live in a day and a time where we need guidance and direction more now than ever, right? How many of you want to know, you know what it is that God wants you to do and, and, and go to where it is that God wants you to go? Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. Be praying for Bill. He just had that next surgery a couple of days ago, and he's here at church. I just love that. Isn't that fantastic? So good. Love his heart of service. The Lord sees dangers in roads that we should not go down. How many of you know that God is, 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 is outside of time? He sees, he sees the, the, from the beginning. He's beginning. He sees everything that's going to happen in your life. Terry, he knows what's going to happen to you tomorrow. Already, he sees that plan, plan and, that, and that whole picture. And so how important is that, that God sees all things, but yet, but yet he also wants to protect you, and he wants to guide you, and he wants to use you and direct you. Why? So that you don't go through some of the hardships that he can keep you from going. I was talking to somebody just, I don't know, within this last couple of weeks. It wasn't this last week, I can guarantee you that. It must have been like a week before that. But they were talking to me about how, how they believe that when God, you know what I mean, like if they're late for a train or, you know, something's delaying them from going to where it is that they, their viewpoint on that is, well, God must be protecting me from something that I don't. And I thought to myself, how cool is that? And it's not like every train that, you know, but what a great approach. It's like, you know what, instead of getting mad and shaking my fist and, you know, having a bit of road rage, you know. I'm just going to say, you know what? There must be something that, that God's keeping me from. And thank you, Lord, for whatever that, whatever that is. I thought that, was a pretty good, I thought that was a pretty good approach. The thing is, is that if God changes your direction and he corrects you from going down a road that you're, that you're heading down, the problem is, is that you're, the issue is, is you're probably not going to want to agree with it or else you wouldn't be going down that road anyway. So how well do we accept the redirection or the correction of God? 
You know, if you're wanting to do something, but the Lord's saying, no, no, no. How often or how easy do we redirect? We have to learn to trust in him. We have to, we have to learn to understand that God is sovereign. Like he knows all things and I do not. Amen? He knows all things and I do not. One of the hardest I've ever gone through, and I've gone through it a few different times as a pastor, is, is helping families is go through the loss of children. Losing children. Like, what do you say? What do you say whenever somebody loses a child? In our minds, you know, parents should always pass before their kids pass. But that's not always the case, is it? So what do you say? Like, what words comfort? I want you, I want you to know in Isaiah um, chapter 57, I've shared this scripture several times. I encourage you to read it because it's, it's really powerful. But it starts with verse 1. Justly, it says about this, it says, good people often pass away before their time and that God was keeping them from evil that was to come. And so there's even in, in the loss of a child, somebody that passes before their time, there's even some hope that can be given about God protecting them from maybe things that we don't see. We think that their life is just going to be smooth and wonderful, but it's possible that that was the best outcome. And I know that's very hard to even understand right now. But I do know this, that there's going to be a time where we stand before the Lord and our, our understanding is going to be open. And, and we're going to be able to see things clearly. And many things that we were angry about, or, and not that we wouldn't be angry about that, but I'm just saying many things that, 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 that really diverted us away from the Lord. I believe at that time, we're gonna, when we know all things, we're going to see how God can use all things for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That means if God can use all things, that's even the bad things, the things that we would never sign up for, the things that we would never desire. He can use those things for the good to those who are called by him according to his purpose. Proverbs 3, 6, and this is the message. It says this, listen for God's voice in everything that you do. Everywhere you go, he is the one that will keep you on track. I love this because it shows us that God is always speaking. He's always speaking. There's always something. And listen, if he's not speaking, then what you do is you sit and stand and rest in the place that you are. Don't make any big decisions until you hear his voice, right? Until, until he tells you, you stand. When you've done all that you can do to stand, stand. When you don't know what else to do, stand. It doesn't mean move and guess and check and Right? We stand. Number three is this. God speaks to provide perspective. There's more happening than what you or I see. We see things in three dimension, right? But I'm telling you, there's another dimension, maybe several other dimensions. There's a supernatural that goes beyond the natural. And I want you to, this is your homework for the day, your homework for the week. It's to read your Bible and find a story where there was something beyond the natural taking place in the Bible, and people were brought aware of this thing that was taking place that the, the natural eye could not see. Some of you know your Bible so well, automatically there's stories that are coming to your mind right now. There's stories that are coming to your mind even right now. And so I want you to know that the perspective that we have in the natural, God's wanting to reveal more to you in and through 
Uh, I mean, there's so many prophecies that have been fulfilled, things that were said that were going to happen that, that, that kept people out of famine situations. You know, there's a, a thousand things in your Bible that, that show us that there is more happening than what it is that the eye that sees. And so being led by God, come on, he wants to give us the proper perspective as to what's going on that we do not see. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians Chapter 5 and verse 7, for we walk by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. We walk by faith, not by sight. Somebody say not by sight. But what do we have a tendency to do? We have a tendency to walk by sight. And I'm saying this, that in life we have to put listening, grab your ear, holy moly moly, holy. (laughs) I love that. Woo! God bless you. On the count of three, everybody say, God bless you. One, two, three. God bless you. That's awesome. (laughs) I was in prayer. We we did 10 days of prayer together. And I'm just going to tell you, brother, for the longest time, I thought that sneeze was your wife. Until, (laughs) because it's so high-pitched. I was like, boy, somebody. All right. (laughs) But God bless you. Uh, where were we? Uh, yeah, we, so, so we need to pay more close attention to what we hear, but we have a tendency to put more emphasis on what it is that we see. And this is the one thing that keep you, that can keep you from failing when everything else seems to be failing around you, right? And this is a perfect message for today because... It's pretty easy to get all bent out of shape as to where our world is and, and, and all of the things that are happening. Like if we are just focusing on what we see, we can miss what it is that God is doing in this special, special time. So how does God speak? We talked about why he speaks. But how does he speak? There's 12 different ways that, 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 that God speaks. I'm going to share with you one of those ways. But... There's a lot of different ways. He speaks through prophets. He speaks through pastors. He speaks through the wind. He speaks through earthquakes. He speaks through the, the word. He speaks through pain. He speaks through circumstances. But today we're going to talk about how he speaks through the still small voice. He's the whisperer. Somebody say the whisperer. First Kings chapter 18, we've got a backstory of Elijah fighting the false prophets of Baal. Verse 19, after the victory, he falls into a deep state of depression. Um, He's running away uh, because there's a a wicked woman that's after him that's made some, some, you know, declarations against him. So here Elijah is, the man of God, and he's hiding out in fear in a cave. This is where it picks up 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 11. It says this, the Lord said, go out. Elijah, and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came, what? A gentle whisper. 
That's what I want to talk to you about today. It's a still small voice. Other translations call it a still small voice. And I want to encourage you to learn to recognize and listen to the whisper. The whisper is there more than you realize, more than you understand. Like God is whispering to you. Number one, he whispers encouragement. In the, in the difficult times that you're going through, some of you have sickness that you've dealt with this last week. Come on, I really had some moments with the Lord this last week as I was going through, you know, just not feeling well. I really had some special times with the Lord, some special worship where I just turned on some elevation worship and just really enjoyed Come on, you know, just, just getting my heart right and getting focused on the things of God. I'm not feeling well. Guess what? I started feeling better, right? Started feeling better. And I'm just telling you that the voice of the Lord, that, st- that still small whisper will encourage you when you're discouraged. It will encourage you when you're going through struggles in this life. Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. You don't have it on the screen, but just go ahead and write this down. I I thought about this after the fact. Romans 8, 16 says this. The Holy Spirit speaks to us to, you know, deepen our heart and tells us that we are God's children. You know what I was thinking about, Davina? I was thinking about that as bad as things may get and as, as difficult as things may be, I'm still a child of God. Like at the end of the day, as bad as things are, come on, he still calls me his own, right? We are God's children. I think about my own kids. I've got three kids, Ashley, Tyler, and Jacob. He hates it when I do this, but my son Jacob is home, and he is with his fiance Bailey, and I'm so happy that they're in the house of the Lord with us today, and, and um, Jacob's serving the Army. He's Sergeant Turner. He's a whole lot higher rank than I ever got in the Marine Corps, and I'm proud of him. But, uh, but I'm telling you, with your own kids, like with your own kids, sometimes you wish, let's just be honest, sometimes you wish you could just give them away for a while. You could just give them away for a while. You know, not for a long while, but you could just give them away for a little bit. But I'm telling you what, that God never does this. I want you to know that it, no matter what you've done, no matter what poor decisions that you've made, no matter how long you've, you've walked with God and you still have these, these areas of hang up, you know what? God's not going to kick you out of his family. He loves you so much. His mercy and grace is new every single day. And the truth is, I joke facetiously that there are times when you want to kind of get rid of your kids. But the truth is, is I would go to the end of the earth. It doesn't matter what decision any one of my children would make, I would go to the end of the earth if it was just them and I, if it was just one-on-one, me and whichever one it was that they were, and I would just let them know, listen, we're in this together. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. And listen, this is the thing, is I am a, I'm a man. I am very fallible, and trust me, I am very fallible. So if I have that same approach with my children, not being anywhere close to being able to have perfect love like God has towards us, how much greater is he able, come on, to stick with us whenever we're going through our difficult times? Amen? Like? All right. All right. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 3 says this. Pay attention. Come close now. You could say lean in, right? Pay attention. 
come close now. Listen carefully to my life-giving, life-nourishing words. And I want to just stop right there for a second. This is why Grace Church is the church that it is. Because every single time that, that you come here, you're going to get life-giving and nourishing words. Like, we're going to encourage you. We're going to believe in you. We're going to love you. We're going to do our best to love you. Sometimes we're going to come up short. Sometimes we're not going to do it to, you know, to, to the, the way that we, we like to do it. But I'm just telling you this, that you're going you're gonna to come and, and you're going to be believed in here at Grace Church. Why? Because God believes in you. Because God loves you. Because God is encouraging. Listen carefully to my life-giving and nourishing words. I'm making a lasting covenant commitment with you. The same that I made with David. Sure, solid, enduring love. A lasting covenant, once again, he knows what it is that you've done. And he doesn't give up on you anyway. He knows what it is that you've done. He knows all of your ugliness and all of your shortcomings. And he says, he is mine and she is mine still. This is my son. This is my daughter. All right, number two, he whispers warnings. This is not in the Bible. It's more Christianese, but he whispers warnings. You know what we use all the time to, to grab hold of the idea that God whispers warnings? We say Christianese things like, there was a check in my spirit. There was a check in my spirit. Jim was just sharing this morning before we came out here about a time when he was supposed to stop. There was a guy holding a sign at the at the. At the, uh, on the road, you know, needing some money and needing some help, some assistance. You've seen them. You've probably given to them. All of a sudden, Jim gets a check in his spirit. And the, and the check is this. Give. That's the word. Give. You know what Jim did? He kept driving. <laughs> Jim, I'm just, uh, uh, brother, forgive me. But I've been there. It's just easier talking about you than me. So... Give. So he, he keeps driving. Then all of a sudden, he can't shake it. There's a check in his spirit. So he literally goes to the ATM machine, and he pulls out money, and he goes back, and the guy's gone. And so the check is so strong in his spirit, he, he could have very easily just said, Oh, all right, Lord, I gave it my best. No, the check was so strong. He's driving up and down the road trying to find this guy because he's supposed to. Now, now what, th this is so good, this is, and it's just hitting me right now. Who knows why he didn't give in the first? Maybe he didn't have any money. Maybe he's like, I don't have time. And if it was a time situation, now he's done past it when he should have. I'm just saying, this is how God works. I'm not putting this on Jim. I'm not saying being the Holy Spirit here, but I'm putting this on me, right? I, I ain't got time for that. When you just do it, you save yourself more time. Now you got to search around. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how long it took before he found the guy, but he finds the guy, pulls up, probably scared him. Just take it, take it, you know. <laughs> I need the blessing of God on my life. I don't know what that was like, but he gives it to him, and then he, and he goes on. But what the beautiful part of the story, and I'm adding some things that didn't happen, so that's kind of what I do, but... But he said immediately whenever he gave it, there was peace. Peace. Why? Because you, you were obedient to do what it is that God called you to do in being generous. So awesome. I just love that. So he whispers, he whispers these, um, 
these warnings, these checks in our spirit. Acts 16 and verse 6, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. So, so they're like, listen, we know where we're supposed to go. We're going to go to Asia. But the Lord's like, listen, if you go to Asia and preach the word, you're going to die there. Like it's the last word that you're going to speak. So there's a check in the spirit. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After that, they had come to Mycenae. They tried to go in Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them to go there. So this is a perfect picture of God wanting to lead you and direct you by his Spirit. Social media, I'm surprised. I'm surprised in social media. I'm surprised with conversations that I have, you know, with people in this awesome community that that we live in. I'm surprised that people don't all think very highly of me. And they don't, some people don't even think highly of Grace Church. Um, I don't know why. I think we've got a great church. And, and, and I'm not pretentious. I'm, listen, I'm just me. But I can understand. You know, there's people that don't, may not like me. But I hear crazy things like, like, and I had to talk to Pastor Matt yesterday. I was like, hey, what? Hey, wait. And I think he had more fun than he should have had, you know. I think he had more fun than he should have had. But I said, what are some of the things that you've heard people say about me and Grace Church? And he had a list. Of, he just started rattling things off. I'm like, slow down, Matthew. But he, he you know, he, he said things like, well, you know, that church, that's just all about the money which I think is interesting because our offerings that we take, and we're going to teach on why you give, and we're going to talk about generous. Generosity is a very, it's a big part of who we are. We're a generous church. Um, but I think it's interesting. A lot of times when it's left up to me to take the offering, it's just like, listen, you know how to give, give. If you want to give, if you can't give cheerfully, don't give, you know. But it's interesting the 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 things that are said it's all about the money and and uh oh uh this is another thing that that i preach a prosperity gospel that you know if you everybody's supposed to be a millionaire i guess um but that's what i've heard about me oh and this is another one that that i that i marry people that are not you know man and woman that that i'll marry just marry anybody that's not true. We love everybody. We, 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 we love everybody exactly where they are. In fact, this is the other one that Matt shared. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, that Grace Church, they'll just let anybody come to that church. And I'm like, you know what? That's exactly right. We will just let anybody come to this church. You know why? Because we're a bunch of broken people getting better. But it doesn't mean that we don't have truths that we stand on and and, and things that we, you know what I mean, that we believe in, that we uphold. But it's just interesting. There was, there was a post, this was years and years and years ago, but there was a post, we had baptized like six, oh, by the way, we got another baptism, a couple baptisms here after first service. We got them in second service. I don't know what the line of baptism, but we've had baptisms everything, every single Sunday for weeks, and we've got baptisms for the next three or four weeks going forward. It's just incredible what it is that God's, that God's doing, but I, several years ago, there was a post that we had put, and I think there was like six people being baptized, and we were celebrating on Facebook like we do, and man, what a great day, glorious day, people, you know, 
coming into the kingdom of God and making the decision to get baptized. And there was one person that posted a post on, on yeah, but, you know, th- this was kind of the gist of their post. Yeah, but where are they all, did they all really repent of their sins, you know? It's like you're getting a lot of people wet was the, was the gist of what it is that they, were, that they were talking about. And I'm just telling you what, it hit a strong chord in me, and I start, I'm like six paragraphs in, a post to the, and I was about ready to hit send, and the Holy Spirit just like, what are you doing? Leave them alone. You know what I mean? If they look foolish to you, they're probably going to look foolish to other people as well. So I just kind of left it. But I'm just saying that, that, man, thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, all the while, I will say I've missed it many times and done things that I shouldn't have done, said things I shouldn't have said, wish I could go back, right? The Holy Spirit has saved me from a whole lot of pain and a whole lot of heartache in and through that still small voice. And I'm so grateful for that. So what does it sound like? It might sound like this. I wouldn't do that. How many of you, you would say that the Holy Spirit has talked to you like that? It's like you're getting ready to do something, and it's simply, and it does, there's no explanation needed. Like you have full understanding on what's being said. I wouldn't do that. And now you've got a choice to either do it or, or not do it. Another voice is, is kill that secret. You know, I can just tell you this. It just kind of hit me right now. You could kill the secret or let the secret kill you. Right There is power that comes whenever you share what it is that you're struggling with, somewhat, somebody, and not everybody, but somebody. I hope, this is my prayer right now, my prayer right now is that every single one of you have someone that you can share anything with, as, as bad as it may be, as good as it may be, you can share anything with, and they're going to stand by your side. They're going to believe in you. They're going to give you good, codly counsel. Uh, maybe, maybe there's no counsel needed. Maybe it's just the ear, just to listen. But if you don't have that person, I'm going to pray that God will bring that person to you. Because there is healing that comes when we confess our sins one to another, right? God, God is faithful and just when you confess your sins to him. That he's faithful and just to forgive you of those sins. But there's healing that comes whenever you're able to share that thing with somebody else, right? And so God wants us to be healed and whole. And it might be like this, get help. Maybe you're dealing with addiction and you've been trying to deal with this thing. I can just, I don't have to go to rehab. I don't have to go to this. I don't have to go to that 12-step program. I don't have to, I don't have to whatever. But the Holy Spirit's saying, okay, listen, it's time to get help. It's time to get help. Right? You've been struggling with this for too long. It's time to get help. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21 says this. This is powerful. Go ahead and underline this. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is the way, walk in it. Come on, that's what the Holy Spirit does. Number three is this. He whispers direction. He whispers direction. There's times that we're looking for direction. Involve him. There's a lot of different things, but listen, if you're fixing to get hooked up with somebody and marry somebody, take it to the Lord, right? If you're looking to buy a house, take it to the Lord. If you're looking to sell a house, take it to the Lord. If you're looking to make a big purchase, listen, let the, let the, 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 the feelings you know, dissipate before you make that purchase. 
right? Take it to the Lord. Because if you take it to the Lord, when you end up doing whatever it is that you're taking to the Lord, then then you know it's going to be right. And it's been confirmed and you're going to have peace about it, right? Jesus was dedicated. At the same time that Jesus was being dedicated, it's interesting that the Spirit of God moved on Simeon. Simeon was moved by the Spirit in Luke 2.27, and he went into the temple courts. And the God is speaking to Simeon, listen, I've got an assignment for you to, to do here today. Go and pray for the Christ child. The right time, right? God wants to use you in the same way. He, you're on assignment, and listen, if you're listening to the Lord, you're not going to miss what it is that he wants you to do. Acts 2, uh, 20 and verse 22, this is the Apostle Paul. And now compelled by the Spirit, the Apostle Paul was moved to go to Jerusalem. And he says this, I don't even know what's going to happen whenever I get there. But I know I'm supposed to go to Jerusalem. You know, I've shared this many times in the last several weeks, but, you know, people were always afraid to go to Africa. You know, I just, I just heard. I'm so excited. My boy put in, he's with YWAM right now. So proud of him and Kyle. And they're being used by God and exactly where God wants them to be. He just put in his three locations and he's going to South Africa. And he's going to, he's going to go on his, uh, his uh, mission trip in South Africa for three to, three to four months. And so, anyway, I'm super excited. Please be praying for him. Um, he's... he's uh, his boldness is coming out for the Lord, and I'm just super jacked about that. But uh, very, very exciting. Um, number four is this. He whispers dreams. He whispers dreams. I'm thankful for the dream that God gives us, right? You know this building right here that we're, that we're sitting in? Um, it was a dream way before it was. Like, like this is one thing. I, I'm not a lot of things, but I am... Like, like God has used me in this area of vision, of, of, of having vision. Way before this was, I seen it in a vision. And so whenever it, whenever it became, you know, time to put things on paper, like I had a pretty strong understanding of what this was supposed to, what this was supposed to look like. It's interesting. I was talking to Pastor Javi a couple of weeks ago, and, uh, and I had the same vision in, at Valley Church in, in Caldwell where we went. We had a big gymnasium. It was an awesome gymnasium, but God gave me a vision that, that, that we needed to take half of the gymnasium. And I even went to a, an architect, a drafter, and had this whole thing, dra- 3D image of it drafted up. And, and it was stadium seating, a lot like what our, what our youth center currently has. But imagine like a, a, a basketball court, full court basketball court cut in half where we'd have basketball on one side. And, and anyway, this awesome big stage with lighting. And, and anyway, all of the, the seats would, were stadium seating, but it went all the way around the, um, the, the stage. And so there wasn't a bad place in the... And so I take this to my pastor and... and, and and I present the vision, and, and they're like, no, we ain't going to do that. I'm like, okay, that's all right. It's all cool and everything. Well, what was crazy is, and I was fine with that, it, Pastor Javi gets a call from the youth pastor just a couple weeks ago. And, and the youth pastor's looking for the draftings and, the, and all of the vision that I had put on paper because that's what they want to do now. And so God gave me a vision over, over 13 years ago. 
And sometimes the vision isn't for the moment, but sometimes it's for delayed. And I believe, I wholeheartedly believe that that vision is going to be carried out in that location. But I want you to know, God used me first. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just totally yeah. I'm just totally. It's not my vision. It's his vision on what it is. But it's just crazy how, it's just crazy how, how that works, right? But I was blessed by that. Um, she listened to me in the first. No, I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> I'm, totally, I'm totally kidding. That's so funny. Uh, that's so funny. Job chapter 33 and verse 14, for God speaks again and again. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night. I'm not sure exactly where we are on the return of the Lord, but I do believe this, that God's coming back very soon. I do believe that, just with the, the wildness of our world. And, and I know I've heard this for, since I was knee high, but like I really, I don't know, maybe it's just an age thing. You get to a spot where you're like, you know, yeah. You just start thinking that he could come back. But I do believe that the Lord can come back for his church. Definitely in our lifetime. Not that saying he will. But in Acts chapter 2 and verse 17, it says this. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Somebody say all flesh. Some scriptures say all people. Um, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And really the way I like to look at this is he's, is God saying, and he's sharing with us in the middle of your mess, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of all of this, I'm going to use you as a solution. I'm going to use you as a solution. And so there's a few things with this. I'm going to hit real quick. It's time to go all in. If you're not all in right now, go all in right now, give God your best and make a difference. So our approach should be this, and I'm getting ready to close. So Matthew, if you'll come on up here. Um, our approach should be this, same thing. 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 9. This is uh, Samuel. The voice of the Lord is coming to Samuel. Samuel hears it the last time, and he says, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And So whenever you hear the voice of God, listen, when you hear the voice of God, the best thing that you can do is respond. Joe, it's to say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Who's going to go? Send me. Who's going to say it? I'll say it. Who's going to do it? I'll do it, Lord. Who's going to serve it? I'll serve it, Lord. Who's going to support it? I'll support it, Lord. Right? It's just to be obedient. Can I just ask you a question? Because I really felt like this when I was putting this together. Just your attention, just real quick. Just up here, please. For some of you, I want to ask you a question. What happened? What happened? Because it's just like me. You know, there, there have been times in my life where the only thing that I would ever do, Steve, is what I was led by the Lord to do. Maybe you're there right now, but maybe you're not. And if you're not there right now, what happened? How, how, did, how did you lose trust in God? It's like, if you were ever at a point where you're just like, man, I used to follow the Lord so, I was paying attention, I was just in tune, I was in step. And when God would say, I would do, and if, that, if that's, first of all, God bless you if you've been there before. I think that's so great. 
But if you're not there now, I'm asking you in the balcony, what happened? What happened? And I want you to know this, that you can go back to that place right now. You can go back to that, that place of listening and, and, and being directed. Yeah, God, I do. I feel. I feel like this is what you're wanting me to do, and I'm just going to do it. I don't know how it is. I, when I was in youth ministry, I, I, I preached a message where if the lights were out and I'd never been on this stage, and God's just saying, take a step, and you're like, take a step? I don't know. How far down is it? might be only six inches, but are you going to trust me? That's the best way just to, just to walk with God. Do you trust him? I trust you with my life. I trust you, God, with my life better than I trust me with it. That's what the Lord is speaking to us today. I want to give you a brief testimony. So last week, you, the cooks, you guys are going to like this. Where are my cooks at? There we go. That's about the quietest I've ever heard them in my whole life. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So listen, I think it was last week I was talking about Jordan. They were, they were doing a prayer uh, session for, for a family member that has cancer. And, uh, and Jordan heard from the Lord. And Jordan's the quiet one. He heard from the Lord. And he led out in prayer because he was encouraged by the family to take the lead on this. And he did so. And he did so powerfully. And the cancer was, was gone right so listen we had one of our online viewers colise she goes to she goes to church here colise if you're if you're listening i appreciate you sharing this with me please come back to the seats we want to have you in the house but this is what she said she said uh, i need to share something i watched you sunday online you were telling a story about a shy boy demanding cancer cells be gone and praying very vigilantly for just that. I thought to myself, I sure wish I had that conviction and belief that my Travis's heart condition, her husband's name is Travis, that my Travis's heart condition could heal itself. And I prayed as I always do, but perhaps a bit more demanding. But I prayed out loud, still wishing that I had the conviction that shy boy did in the same relationship that would pos that that possibly my prayer would be heard i always pray thanksgiving and safety but never with much conviction only a sheepish i'm thankful i went about my day and never thought about it again i said my grateful prayers and safety last night this morning so she immediately prayed boldly about her husband the next morning she said this morning travis's heart is in rhythm and if you could see what i see here everything is in capital letters and exclamation marks and she says this travis turner his heart is back in rhythm i just thought i would share this with you and thank you for always showing up on Sundays, even when, even when we, even when, uh, even when we don't share it, your work is very appreciated. And if you didn't know, my Travis has been dealing with 
atrial fibrillation since February. He's been shocked into rhythm three times for, for it, never to say uh, next is surgery that cauterizes his veins and arteries in the heart, hoping the scar would correct the electrical paths. So this has been an ongoing thing. She's watching as we share a testimony about a young man hearing from God, being obedient to what it is that he felt like they should do. There's healing that takes place. Cancer is removed. But then somebody else is watching and listening and they're saying, man, I wish I had that faith. And then all of a sudden that faith is there and present. Praise a little bit more boldly. Praise out loud, maybe for the first time. And speaks it. And now we have the testimony that that heart is back in rhythm. Amen. Isn't that good? Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I worship you, God. I praise you, Lord, for your goodness. I thank you, Lord, that your eye is upon us. I thank you, Lord, that you're with us. Your word, God, says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by you. How can they be ordered if we're not paying attention or if we're not listening? God, give us an ear to hear what your spirit is saying. I pray right now in the day that we live in that we would do nothing. Just like Jesus said, I don't do anything unless Father tells me what to do, directs my steps tells me where to go, what to say, what to do. God, I pray that that would just begin to happen all throughout this body, all throughout these people, God, right now that we would just be led by your spirit and moved by you. And God, that we would see the power and the authority that you have moved through us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Listen, guys, just real quick. I'm not talking about joining the church. I'm not talking about being religious, but I am talking about a relationship here this morning. And I have to ask you just real quick, maybe during the service that God has just really spoken to you and you're just like, you know what? I just want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to, I want to make God number one in my life, right? I want him to be number one. I want him to sit on the throne of my life. I want to do and be and go and, 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 and just be a part of whatever it is that he has created me for. And all I'm going to ask you is this, that if God has moved you this morning and you're like, I want to make a decision, you know, to follow him, to live for him, to be with him. If that's you this morning, would you just go ahead? And it's not about joining a church. It's not about joining this church. It's about being a part of the kingdom of God. If that's you this morning, would you like to do that? Go ahead and just raise your hand. If that's you, anybody here? Awesome, right here. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. That's a great decision, sir. Awesome. Anybody else? Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And I know this, that what, what you guys are talking about is like a real rededication, right? It's like, you know what? I just want to, you know, I've always loved God or I've, I've loved God for a long time, but today I'm making the decision just to put him priority number one. Amen. Thank you for that decision, you guys. Is there anybody else that just, you just want to make a decision today that God is just number one? Amen. You've kind of gotten distracted a little bit, maybe. Anybody else? All right. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet, please. And let's close our service out with just a, with a prayer. We've got some worship and some other things going on right now. But this is very important. What we're doing right now is the most important thing, right? If you've got sin in your life that you just need to bring to the Lord, 
Go ahead and just give God that even right now, right? In your own prayer time. But Lord, we thank you for your word today. And God, today, as, as many people have raised their hands this morning, they're making a decision just to receive your forgiveness, to receive your life that comes through the cross of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for we're all sinners in need of a Savior. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. Today, Lord, I confess my belief in you. I also confess my sin to you, Lord. I ask you that you would forgive me of my sin. I pray, Lord, that as you forgive me, I also pray for the indwelling, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to keep me from that nonsense anymore. God, use my life, direct my life. I pray that you would speak to me, lead me. I don't want to miss out on any opportunities, God, for I belong to you. Give me your Holy Spirit, Lord. And thank you, Jesus, for writing my name in that Lamb's book of life. I've confessed you with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are the only begotten of the Father. You are the Son of God. You are God manifest in the flesh. What a beautiful picture that is. And for those, God, that are just rededicating their life, Lord, we apologize and we repent right now, just putting other things before you. We're we're sorry, God, that we have been stricken with fear and anxiety and all those things that, you know, just kind of rob from life. Lord, right now, we just say we trust in you. Please forgive us and use us, God. Let us be a strength to all that we get to share life with. Let people, whenever they see us, Lord, let them see you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Everybody said amen. God bless you. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.